Hello and welcome to this edition of the Grace Unbound podcast, which today is entitled Stating the Obvious. As we get into this podcast, the reason for the title will hopefully become clearer. Now, one of the major prophets in Judaism and Christianity, Isaiah, introduces us to his praise statement 25 chapters into his book, which consists of 66 chapters with the phrase, O Lord, you are my God. This introductory phrase or introduction to his praise is a simple yet profound statement of truth. It might seem that he's only using it as an introduction to the praise that is about to follow, but it is a very powerful proclamation of truth of and in itself. It establishes Isaiah and cements his position of one who is not without a God, but who indeed has a God. He declares, O Lord, you are my God. And with that declaration right there and right now, he makes a statement. He establishes a truth. He almost lays down a marker, relays a fact. He's proclaiming that the Lord Yahweh is his God. Isaiah seems to be expressing his joy and his jubilation at the Lord being his God. And to clarify that he's not talking about any old God or any other God, but this particular one, to ensure that people don't misunderstand him, but understand he's not just calling anything and everything his God. He doesn't stop there, but proceeds to qualify his God, to identify his God for us in this verse. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name. For you have worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. Isaiah here is not just stating what God has done, but he's proclaiming that his God is the Lord who works wonders and executes his counsel from long ago with unerring faithfulness. And we too, with Isaiah, rejoice and celebrate the Lord who is our God. That we too are not a people without a God and without a helper. But our God is also the same God who works wonders and executes his counsel from long ago with unerring, with perfect faithfulness, as Isaiah declares it. We are blessed and privileged that God chose us to be his people, calling us into the kingdom and the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. It is he who chose us and not us who chose him, as the Lord Jesus himself reminded his disciples in John chapter 15, verse 16, by saying to them, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name he may give you what a reassurance 
And in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, the Apostle Paul reminds us again that God has delivered us from the domain of darkness. It is God who has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. We have been translated into this kingdom. God is faithful, Paul declares again in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. It is God who has called you, my friend. It is God who has called me. It is God who has called us. We did not make that call. God made that call to make us his own. That is why Peter in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 declares, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. The length God has gone to and the price he has paid to make you, to make me, to make us his people is staggering, my friends. It's staggering. A reminder that Paul reminds the Ephesian elders of is this truth. When he tells them in Acts chapter 20 verse 28, be on your guard. For yourselves, he said, and for the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. He says to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. That's the price that God has paid. God has gone all out to make you and me his own. You and me are a people delivered from the domain of darkness and brought into the kingdom Uh, and fellowship of God's beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, having been purchased with his own blood, friends. And our God who made heaven and earth is the one whom we can lift our eyes to for help, like David did in Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. David asks himself, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? David was in an acute need of help. He lifted his eyes and he answers this rhetorical question himself by declaring, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Here is a powerful assertion and a succinct reminder to self. This is where my help comes from, is what David is declaring. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Your help, my friend, comes from the Lord who made heaven heaven and earth. Whatever nature of help you stand in need of as a child of God, be reminded that your help comes from him who made heaven and earth, from him who created everything and who's got the whole world in his hands. You see, God, our God, not only made heaven and earth, but he moves heaven and earth for your help. In his final speech to the nation of Israel, Moses declared to them in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 26, there is none like God, he told them. There is none like God, O Jeshurun, who rides through the heavens to your help through the skies in his majesty. There is none like him who rides through the heavens, he declares, to your help, to the help of his people. If you're still unsure 
Listen to David in Psalm 18, verses 6 and 7. He, he says, In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. And what happened next? Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. The earth reeled and rocked as God arose at David's cry for help. And in verse 19, David declares, He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. When troubles hit and help seems very distant, keep reminding yourself of your help with a capital H. The everlasting God himself who made heaven and earth, the God of wonders and perfect faithfulness. Even David needed to remind himself. And take advantage of every opportunity to be reminded of this truth along with others and in fellowship with them. And as the writer to the Hebrews reminds us, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25.